Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's good, everybody? Casey Wallace here with OKC. Uh, we're coming. It's gonna be a fun season, and we're gonna we're gonna get after it. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger at Thunder Chats, where you're part of the B-Live Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that that is out of the way, it is draft night. The draft is still going on as we are recording. We're in the middle of the second round. The Thunder are a mere nine picks away from their pick at pick 50, but we made a selection in the first round, and we're going to talk all about it. But first, I got to introduce my co-host. First of all, we've got the one that is providing you the post or the lack of post production, uh, I guess pre production or uh, present production, if you will. Uh, my man Stephen Dolan is joining us from the West Coast. Dolan, how you doing, sir? Hey guys, happy to be here as always. Just had the Thunder draft in the first round. We moved up. Big news. That's what everybody wanted, right? Wait, so everybody's we, surely happy, we moved right? Up? Are you saying we traded up? We traded up. Whoa. Okay. We did trade up. I, I you know, I, you, you kind of tend to forget that because you thought this guy might be available uh, at twelve. But you know, we did trade up. I, I did forget about that. But um, hey, you heard a voice in the background. It is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the underscone. What up, Cone? Not much, man. Feeling good. Uh, really liked the guy we got there at the ten spot, not the twelve spot. Uh, I even sent in the group chat recently that he had become one of my favorite players in the entire class. He ends up going to us. We, again, know nothing about what OKC is going to do. He was always an option, but it felt like most people were kind of leaning uh, Bilal here, who went way earlier. He went at number seven to the Pacers, who traded him then to the Wizards. Yeah, so we get a guy that I really like. Um, can I just say his name, or are we just or is this a reveal that isn't exactly a reveal? Well, I mean, he kind of The, tra- talked, the, tra- um, the trade know, isn't official yet. Recording. Case and Wallace, Thunder Legend. Case and Wallace, Thunder Legend. I want to say it right off the bat, newest Thunder Legend. Shout out to him. Well, until pick 50 happens, probably while we're still podcasting. So then we'll have a second newest Thunder Legend, which I'm incredibly excited about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very, very excited for Case and Wallace. I was, I was flabbergasted when the pick came up. But uh, before we get into the flabbergasted feelings, uh, we have a man that was boots on the ground in the Thunder practice facility. Uh, it was it was actually said that uh, Sam Presti may have even consulted with this man in the war room. Uh, Alex Roig, <laughs> our Thunder expert. What up, Alex? Uh, I can I can confirm that he did not ask me for any type of advice. Um, but yeah, Ooh. man, I, I, I am here. I am I am in the mobile vet cave now. 
and just waiting to see who we get in the second round. Yeah, absolutely. Our boy's man. wicked famous. <laughs> Thunder expert Alex Roig. Thunder expert Alex Roig appearing on local news television and giving Sam Presti advice in the war room for the draft. I mean, he's he's come a long way, everybody. Second part is false. <laughs> uh, but no, man. Uh, I mean, you know, we heard it at the top of the at the top of the podcast. Cohen talked about it. We did, in fact, select Case Wallace. We traded. Um, it, it was actually a, a double, doubly like benefit trade for the Thunder. You know, we traded pick twelve, and um, what was it? Was it just pick twelve, and then we got back Davis yeah. Bertans and pick ten for Case Wallace? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it generated a trade exception for the Mavs, which they later used to trade back into the first round and get Olivier Maxence Prosper. Uh, so yeah, you know, Rashawn Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So kind of a win-win trade there, but I mean, Case and Wallace, guys, he was the pick at ten. Now, uh, basketball aside, there there were some people that were annoyed with the Case's reaction to being picked by Dallas and being picked by Oklahoma. He was very excited um, whenever Adam Silver called his name and said, "You know, Dallas Mavericks, Case and Wallace." And the reason is because, for those of you guys that don't know, Case Sim Wallace was born in Dallas. So he thought he was going to be able to play for his hometown team, uh, presumably a team that, you know, he grew up rooting for. And then, you know, when he found out he was playing for the Thunder, he's still excited. He's still excited to be in the NBA. Uh, he's very much a Thunder fan. He loves Shea. I mean, he talked about him in, like, pre-draft stuff. He wore Shea's all-star PEs in his, uh, in his combine workout. So, like, you know, he, he's still excited for the Thunder, but, you know, the excitement wore off of playing for your hometown. And so, you know, some people didn't feel great about that. But also, Case and Wallace, you know, just following him all year at Kentucky, he's a pretty low-key guy. He has a pretty low-key, even-keel personality. So he wasn't going to be, like, overly exuberant about anything anyway. So I just wanted to get out in front and say that there. So, um, well, you know, and so, like, if I'm yeah. if I make. Dallas is only what, a four-hour drive south of Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's what Jerry was saying. And so it's, three it's hours. like three hours. Like three hours, yeah, if you're driving fast. Um, as somebody – so I'm from Tulsa, and Oklahoma State University is like an hour and a half away. And I'll just say, Kaysen, sometimes it's nice. It's, it's nice to be close enough to home that you can go home whenever you want, but far enough away that you have a little space from your family – they can't just drop in the crib whenever they want and to like tell you they're coming, get a little heads up. I think he's going to learn to appreciate that little bit of distance while still being able to get home whenever he wants. Probably a 45-minute flight or something. I think he's driving three hours. Yeah, and people like to read into stuff like that, but, I mean, you seem just excited to be here, and people kind of just took one clip out of context. I'm super excited for him being in OKC. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about what this means for the franchise, you know, a lot of conversations about Lou Dork coming from some people. Uh, I know a lot of people are confused as to why we took another guard. I think he adds something very different from other guards on this roster, uh, that defensive presence. Imagine the defense of him, Lou Dort, Chet Holmgren out there, you know, as Shea continues to grow defensively as well. Jada, like, 
it feels like we're building a team of guys that can handle the ball and lock the opposing team up, which I think is an incredible strategy. It's felt like for a while we're building towards that defensive identity. And, you know, Casey Wallace adds on to that. Also, Dylan, I want to let you know to get you excited. Mm -hmm. uh, your guy, Rupair, just got drafted by the Blazers. Your favorite player. <laughs> Hey, shout out repair, man. I, I wish the best for him. Uh, you know, I said, I said all through the draft process, I wish nothing but the best for Rand repair on one of 29 other NBA teams. So, uh, he, he fell into that category. So shout out repair. <laughs> um, he's still Alex, on the Mount so, Rushmore of hate. He he's <laughs> no, the Mount Rushmore hate is crumbled after the draft. It, it's okay. <laughs> as long as they don't end up on the thunder. Uh, we're, we're renovating the Mount Rushmore bait. Uh, we're going to put new faces up there next year. So, Alex, uh, what, what was your thoughts on Case and how, how are you feeling about it? So, before I get started on Case, can I just say that I'm tired of the line of questioning that every time we draft somebody, we have to ask them about Oklahoma and how they feel about Oklahoma. Like, no other, hardly any other city does that. NBA city does that. Like I'm getting mm -hmm. tired of that line. I'm getting tired of that question. It makes us it makes us feel like a small time big league city. Um that's number one. That's just I had to get that rant out the way. Um as far as number two, hey man, this is the guy I had at number six on my big board. When all the other guys fell, this guy was next and I was happy to grab him with open arms. Um hundred percent glad that we have him in, you know, have him in the system. He's gonna be great. He's great defensively. He He's good offensively with the ability to get better. Um, and I think in this system, I think he's going to he's gonna thrive. I think he's going to look great out there. Can we do a little roundup? Where did everybody have him? Alex, you had him six. I had him nine. Dylan? Uh, I had him eight. Cone? I, I think it was nine or ten, I think. All right. So Bunch of haters. <laughs> All right. Okay. I had him 11, actually. Oh, I had him 11, man. 11. Oh, dang, Cone dang, thinks maybe. he was a reach. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. hey you'll love this. Jerry and Moles didn't have him in their top 14. What? Frauds. Ooh, well, how about this, Cone? If we hadn't traded up, presumably the Magic were going to take him at 11. Or else why do we trade up? So he really exactly. was my, 11. That's, yeah. that's my hypothesis. Mm -hmm. I knew. I knew. Which honestly, if the ma like, why would the magic trade? Why would the magic take Kaysen? Like, I, I feel like that would just been that would have been a weird fit, especially after taking Anthony Black uh, at pick six. But I digress. Uh, I mean, th this is about Kaysen Wallace, and um, you know, we we talked about you know we talked about it all through like the draft process, like, and everybody kind of threw the oh Dylan's a Kentucky fan, of course he wants Kaysen Wallace, but like I, as I've said in numerous podcasts. Even if he didn't go to Kentucky, he's the type of player that I can, you know, that I would normally get behind uh, just because of his defense. Like the type of guy that, uh, you know, wants to lock you up full court, wants to pick you up full court, is all up in your jersey, has super quick hands, great shot blocking instincts for a guard. But he's, I'm very excited for him. Well, we're kind of in a unique position here. I, Dylan, how many total, like, Full Kentucky Case and Wallace games, do you think you've watched ballpark? Uh, I'd probably say 20. 20 I bet, 22. <laughs> I bet there's not anybody this side of like Sam Vecini, maybe 
maybe Sam Vecini or like Adam Spinella or, you know, the expert experts who have watched as many full games of Kaysen as you have. So we kind of have the resident Kaysen Wallace expert among NBA fans. Um, <laughs> what do you think as a, as a, you know, semi-educated draft casual, I was trying to think of like a comparison and what do you think about his ceiling being something like Drew Holiday maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we, we kind of talked about it last night on the pod. I I feel like the the player comp for Drew Holiday gets thrown around, and um, that's probably fair in terms of his play style and his archetype because he's not just a defensive first guy. I mean, he can make plays with the ball in his hands in terms of like you know his playmaking. Uh, he's got unique like creative finishes around the rim, even you know with the clog paint that he had to deal with at Kentucky. And, you know, he's he's a legitimately good shooter. Uh, I think before his back injury, he was shooting somewhere around 40% on threes. Um, and he got a lot of those in the catch-and-shoot variety. He can play on and off ball. So it's kind of like a Swiss Army knife in terms of, like, you know, where you have him offensively. Um, <clears throat> so, like, I, I think the archetype of Drew Holiday makes sense. But I think his role in the NBA, specifically on the Thunder, um, at least for the immediate future, uh, and even probably his ceiling, if I'm being like 100% honest, unless like he just blows the doors off, um, is a Marcus Smart type of guy, a guy that, you know, projects to be a six man, but, you know, can end up being that fifth starter, you know, kind of fluctuates between six man and fifth starter, but it's kind of the heart and soul of your team. And it's a guy that is going to, you know, take the challenge every night defensively, a guy that's going to make winning plays on both sides of the ball, and a guy that, um, you know, it's just going to be like a, a two-way threat, um, you know, for years to come on your team. So, and do everything that it takes to win the game. So that's that's kind of how it's like a mixture of Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday for me with Case Wallace. That's good context but, with back injury. Hey, so quick question: Do you have any information on the back injury that that some teams are concerned about? Nah, I mean, he injured it about halfway through the year. Um, and he, he tried to come back earlier as we were, you know, trying to pick up some steam, uh, to get better seating for the postseason. Um, and he actually, I don't know if he re injured it or re aggravated it, but he had to miss a few more games after that. Um, but he played in the tournament and he played really good uh, throughout the postseason. Um, and, you know, presumably, I mean, he's gone through all of these workouts, um, with like you know varying levels of talent in terms of like where these players went on in the draft and i mean he even uh, worked out for the hawks as early as yesterday um you know so like he's in shape like he's healthy like i i i I don't know i mean based on what i've heard you know that was that seemed to be a concern but also it kind of seems like th- th- those injury concerns were an excuse or maybe even a smoke screen uh, in order for teams to kind of overlook Case and Wallace. Yeah, I'm really so, excited about – oh, you go ahead. I was just going to say his his shooting percentage, I think 34.6% from three. So you're saying that kind of undersells what he was before he became mm-hmm. injured and it really dropped off a cliff after he hurt his back? Yeah. Yeah, um, shocker! It, you know, it takes a it takes a strong back to you know knock down some threes. Yeah, I think he's a lot more than just the defensive guy that some people are making him out to be, which is part of why I became such a big fan 
uh, watching a lot of him leading up in these last few days to the draft because he's got that, you know, we've seen it multiple times with Kentucky guards. And I even talked about this a little bit, I think on the last podcast, but we've seen some Kentucky guards fall in the past and people are like, you know, how they go that late. And, you know, the 10th overall pick isn't late or anything like that, but I do think Wallace has the potential to be another guy where people are like, you know, he could have gone sooner because he's mm-hmm. just really good. He impacts winning at a high level. And, you know, like Dylan was saying, it feels like he could be one of those like hustle type players that every championship type team needs. They need guys like that. Um, I'm super excited about the case and Wallace pick. I know a lot of people have been talking about him potentially being a Lou Dort replacement. Um, if we want to get into that for a bit. I don't really know. Um, I think it's a bit preemptive to say that because we, and also like this kind of goes back to people saying we have too many guards. I also think like we don't have that solidified first guard off the bench quite yet. Like we have Isaiah Joe, but we don't have a solidified like backup one. You know, Trey Mann was supposed to maybe be that, but he had kind of a down season. I think Casey Wallace could project as that. I don't think he has to project as like a Ludor replacement. Maybe he eventually grows into that type of player and we do move on from Lou, but I don't know. I feel like it's a bit preemptive to say that he's going to replace him at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, there's people asking the spaces like, oh, is Lou gone at the trade deadline? Or, or could, could he be, be gone in this draft as, you know, we try to move back into the first round? It's like, no, nah, I, I, I don't feel like there's any rush to trade Lou Dort. Uh, as Alex pointed out, you know, financially, like, you know, it's probably like a couple of years before we start to have that conversation. Unless, you know, you find a star, like, unless Presty wants to trade for like a win now kind of star piece. Um, which, you know, I just I just don't see Presti doing at this point. Um, but I feel like you can have Case and Andor on your team. And honestly, I don't really feel like they're going to play to be on the court at the same time very much at all. Um, just because, I mean, Dort has solidified himself as that starting two guard, that starting defensive-minded guard. And I think Kaysen can accentuate him off the bench. You know, I mean, just imagine being... Like Jamal Murray, you're playing the Denver Nuggets, and Jamal Murray has Lou Dort guarding him the entire, you know, the entire like first quarter, and he's like, okay, Lou Dort's going to the bench, and then who comes off of the bench? It's Casey Wallace. I'm like, you know, the nightmare continues, and you know what Casey lacks in the physicality that Lou Dort gives, he makes up with it in length and quick hands, and so it's like you know a dichotomy of defensive guards that OKC is able to throw at you by having both of those guys. Um, I think in the immediate, like in the short term, uh, the player that should be worried is Trey Mann out of any of them. Um, I'm not saying I give up on Trey Mann. I'm not saying Kaysen has an immediate leg up on Trey Mann, but I would say that that would be the player to worry about. And I would say, you know, and and I said this throughout the draft process, like Kaysen gives you the flexibility to move off door in the future, but not the immediate future. Yeah, most definitely. Like, you can have your Dort and your Kaysen too. Oh like, my gosh! <laughs> like, you can yeah. have them both. Like, it's it, it just, it's wild to me the, the quick reaction stuff from Twitter that you get from this. Like, you know, number one, you had that. You know, they had the situation with how he answered the question. But when he was first drafted, like everybody was like, oh, "Okay, we're gonna replace Dort. We're gonna go ahead and trade Dort." You know, we don't need to trade Dort at all. Like, this is a guy that can come in and he can play. 
said backup point guard. He can play the different guard positions that maybe Lou Dort can't. You know, Lou Dort is not a great ball handler. Um, and so just having him out there, like, it just gives us more options. Like, this team wants to be a team that no matter who is on the floor, they can, you know, they can dribble, they can shoot for the most part, they can pass. And Kaysen fits into that beautifully. Um, and so I don't think you have to get rid of anybody. You could just add. And so that's what Kaysen is. He's an addition. If anything, what this kind of tells me is, you know, Mitchich is probably going to be a member of the Thunder this next upcoming season. Um, because that gives you another person out there to throw out there that can dribble, pass, and shoot and play some, you know, play some semblance of defense. Uh, so, I, I, you know, the whole the whole Dort thing just kind of it gets me out of whack a little bit. Yeah, I think it's just a natural like thing to come into people's heads because they are based on like I, just, I looked it up and based on the internet and we have combine measurements on case and we don't really have that on on Dort, but it seems like they're basically exactly the same size minus you know the muscles like exactly the same height exactly the same wingspan um but obviously dort's a lot stronger but i just because they're both good at defense like i don't even know if they're the same type of defender like Lou's defense is built so much around his strength and about like beating people to spots and being impossible to go through and casein seems he's more like a positional like like good off ball like gets in the lane for steals and but the main difference between them to me is on offense because low-key the worst thing about Lou Dort's offense is that he's one of the worst rim finishers in the league and I see multiple people like multiple draft analysts talking on Twitter about how one of Kaysen's strength is that he is an elite rim finisher combine that with good shooting and I just thought it was good like adequate Dylan saying it's really good when he's healthy um, combine those two things, and I think you have a really potent, like, off-ball or on-ball secondary playmaker offensive player. Yeah, it doesn't always, you know, just because they're both defenders doesn't mean they're redundant. It's the same thing with, uh, you know, people saying, oh, we have a lot of guards. They play different roles. And plus, I think also, like, we've got two taller guards in Josh Giddy and Shea, so that gives mm-hmm. us positional versatility, which is something that we've been building up as a point of this roster the whole time. I know some people were upset that we didn't get a big, which, you know, maybe you take one at pick 50 here. There are some interesting players here at the end. Um, Trace Jackson Davis is still there, by the way. Gonna, Trace Jackson Davis is one player that came to mind as drafting someone that gives us some size. and you know, Which we, means that he's going to be picked right before the Thunder get him. Probably. Uh, yeah, Cleveland there at pick 49 is going to add to the ridiculous amount of big men that they have. But, you know, I think Chet's going to be the center. We add another versatile guard to our rotation. And, yeah, I mean, I think usually drafting talent over fit is the way to go. And the Thunder are, you know, continuing to build up this young core. I'm super excited to watch. Like, gosh, I can't – I know I've talked about it. We've all talked about it a bit. But the defense between Case and – door chet like mm-hmm. it's it's going to be incredible i legit think we're going to be a pretty firmly top 10 defense next season i think we've got that potential could maybe even go higher depending on you know potential leaps from we'll see how uh, shay's defense looks in comparison to how it was this season you know how does jada develop in his second year as well but i think we're going to be a nightmare to face defensively and if the offense comes along if the shooting continues to grow for josh uh, for if Dub's shooting continues the way it is, plus the floor spacing of Chet, 
like the team is just building out in such a nice way that just completely makes sense in every regard. I, I just love the case of Wallace pick so much. Yeah, the positional versatility allows for any player to just slot right in. And I think the thing, you know, everybody talks about the Thunder wanting players who can handle the ball and make decisions with the ball. I think the thing that doesn't get talked about is that the players the Thunder are drafting are players that can't be exploited on either end. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Players who can't be played off the floor on defense and players who can't just be ignored on offense either. And Kaysen is both of those, right? He's not going to be um, somebody you can target on defense. In fact, the opposite. And he's going to be on offense, somebody you can't ignore from the three-point line or slashing to the basket. And he can run a pick and roll. Like, there's just – there's no – glaring holes in his game that's going to be so useful in the playoffs which is the goal yeah it's again like you said you know continuing this philosophy that we're building up of these guys that can make decisions you know trying to be a roster that doesn't have many flaws and he feels like another one of those guys that really does not have any glaring weaknesses in this game yeah no he's uh I'm I'm very excited to see him play. I mean, summer league is going to be a blast, man. Case Wallace, Jalen Williams, who's my Jang. Uh, I I'm believing Chet Holmgren is going to play. Yeah, uh, Trey Mann probably out there. Like that. That's a really fun summer league roster. Yeah, definitely. I've been uh, planning to go there for Vegas, but yeah, definitely going to make sure I'm out there now to see that. Um, we're going for it all. We're going to win this chip. <laughs> we got to get it. Jordan Miller just went 48 to the Clippers. Yeah, we're two picks away. We'll see what happens. Ah, that was my guy. Dude, we can get Chris Livingston or Trace Jackson Davis. I would be happy with either one of them. Yeah. Or to Monty Kamara, like we said yesterday. Yeah, um, it's been – it's been a um, – I feel like there's – I mean, do we want to also talk about some other stuff that happened in the draft, like the Camp Whitmore slide, which was – crazy to watch in real time there was rumors about him having some injury issues Woj was saying that his interviews didn't go well um and that his individual workouts weren't great even though he had one really good workout for teams in general i mean the rockets end up picking him up at 20 i think that's a good value for a player that was for a little bit thought of as maybe to be a guy that could go forward to the rockets and instead they get on thompson they get him you know we'll see if the concerns are valid or not but i like the idea of him going there um, for the Rockets, you know, not great for a team that could potentially be one that we're competing against in the future. But just from a basketball sense, like, I think he fits in there well. I like Alvin Thompson, too. I think they had a pretty good draft. It's very annoying that they ended up with him. And you could just see, like, <laughs> they're, they're sitting at 20. And the whole time, like, there were solid reports that they wanted to trade out of that pick. Like, not trade up, not trade back, trade out. And they're sitting there just waiting and like, are we going to trade out of this pick? Oh, no, here comes Cam Whitmore. He's just falling to us. I guess we'll just sit here and wait and see if he comes here. And, of course, he did. But I will say, like like you mentioned, they had the reports of bad interviews, bad workouts, bad health. Like, such a Rockets pick to just ignore all personality and work and health concerns and just be like, let's grab the raw talent and um, – you know, just hope it works out because that just seems to be their draft philosophy. And we'll see. It's just another guy who doesn't pass and has concerns to add to their core. 
Hey, Imani Bates just went 49 to the Cavs. The Thunder officially on the clock. Mm, Trace Jackson wow. Davis just tweeted out, y'all are going to regret this. So maybe mm-hmm. you'll get to see. <laughs> he would be so fun, dude, just because, like, not only his defense and his size, but, like, his playmaking. Like, he's one of the few bigs that I would have been, like, chill taking, like, you know, like, trading back into the late first round. But if we can get him at 50, like, absolutely. I'm so ready, though, for, like, oh, for like the Thunder to draft somebody who's, like, mocked at, like, 85. I'm waiting for him to just say do. Oklahoma City has sold this pick to yeah. someone for cash. I mean, we still no, had our, our three two-way two-way deals. We would never sell it for cash. We might trade it for a future second. Yeah, I'm. I'm very interested to see how this goes. But um, in terms of other winners in this draft, man, um, the Jazz. Getting Taylor Hendricks, Keontae George, and Bryce Sensabaugh with their picks. Like, you know, re- regardless of how you feel about the players, um, specifically like Sensabaugh and Keontae George, because I know they're not everybody's cup of teas. Fact of the matter is that in this past month, those are all four guys that were project the lottery, and they got them in different stages of the first round without having to trade their pick. So I, I think that they're they're one of the huge winners of tonight, too. Yeah, their draft was amazing. I mean, the defense of Taylor Hendricks and Walker Kessler is going to be incredibly fun to watch. You've got, you know, two guys, like you said. Keontae Johnson, Kansas State. Really? I'm sorry, Dolan. I'm sorry, Dolan. I messed up your thing. (laughs) Do it it again. Do it again. Mind wipe, mind wipe. Whoa, guys, the pick's in. Uh, Breaking news. Dolan, Dolan, the pick's in. ESPN. (laughs) <laughs> was that no church in the wild <laughs> I don't know I don't know why it's not working someone make the noise <laughs> oh guys Dylan has the pick uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are taking Keontae Johnson of Kansas State University at pick 50 um, that's the I, guy that almost died of a heart attack like three he, years ago he did and I you knew know, I wouldn't have heard of him you know what's serendipitous about us taking uh, Keontae Johnson at 50? What? He hit the game-winning shot in the Kansas State game that eliminated Case Moss and the Kentucky Wildcats in the tournament. Oh, wow. <laughs> Real beef. That's wild. <laughs> I like him. I like him. He's, you know, like I said, I would have rather had Trace Jackson Davis. I would have rather had uh, Chris Livingston just for the upside. But, I mean... Keontae Johnson is a good basketball player, and I feel like he shot really good from three. I'm going to look that up really fast. Do you guys have any overarching opinions on Keontae Johnson? Um, kind of a, a big, beefy wing guard. Um, I know he, I know he's built up his his status as far as like coming back from that. I believe it was a cardiac event. Mm-hmm. Um. And then transferring over to K State and building up his, um, building up his stamina there, building up his playing time there. Um, so I guess all his, all his medicals are fine. If somebody took him, and especially if we took him, so we'll see. Summer league, baby. Here we go. And he's adding to the the championship run that we're about to go on. Uh, I'm a fan, you know, pure, 
almost solely based on the fact that he's from uh, right next to where I'm from. Probably about like 25 minutes from where I grew up. So oh, nice. That's cool. Excited to have a guy from that area. Norfolk, on the team. Virginia. Yep, from Norfolk, Virginia, but pretty close to where I'm from. And yeah, I mean, he's an older guy, which is something I mentioned that I think I thought we could potentially take an older guy at mm-hmm. this point just to be someone that kind of can help us compete. Uh, he shot 40% I mean, from three. Like, he, he's recovered from a heart attack, so yeah, he's pretty old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's what, 23, right? He is 23, I believe. Something like that. He, yeah. Probably. What does he do? What does? How does he play basketball? I don't know anything about this guy. Uh, he shoots forty percent from three on three point five attempts a game. Okay, okay, that's pretty cool. Good defender. Good, good, strong defender. Mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate the player comp is, but Bleach Report's player comp from was Jay Sean Tate. If that gives you kind of an idea, he's pretty athletic too. He is pretty athletic. He's a good rebounder for his size as well. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's a two way player. Yes, <laughs> that, that that's kind of my takeaway with this. Uh, yeah, he he's cool. He's cool. Thunder legend. Thunder legend Keontae Johnson. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably be on a two way, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, starting off. You'll probably get the, the annual about... the annual uh, two way conversion to a maybe. If we, I was going to say, I guess we should talk about the roster spots because bringing in Bertans and the twelfth pick, mm, yeah, tenth pick. Keep forgetting um, about Bertans. So, oh yeah, another new assume, Thunder I legend. Sarge, I can't believe I forgot. Yeah, we can assume I think Sarge is one to go, but we're, somebody else is going to have to go. Now I think Lindy can go back to a two way. If he's willing, but other than that, um, not really sure what the options are. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent like. And I'm okay with saying about with it, J- Yeah, I, I I think I'm chill with that too. Although he did turn it on there at the at uh, you know in his minutes in the last part of the year. In terms of a shooting, at least, but yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, JRE and JRE and Trey Man were like the two that were kind of on the chopping block coming into the season, and uh, yeah, I mean, Trey, I, I think JRE might just like see the writing on the wall, but Trey Man's gonna be fighting for his life at training camp. I 100% guarantee you that, yeah. But let me uh, most definitely. Let me see. So me and Cone kind of gave our winners. Alex, who was your other big winner uh, from the from the draft tonight? Uh, my big winner. Um, I think the I think the Lakers did pretty good just based off of who they got off of the two picks that they had. Like they got mm-hmm. seventeen and they got forty, right? Yeah. So they got. Um, Maxwell Lewis, and they got who they get a seventeen. Um, uh, Jalen Hood Shafino. Yeah, Hood Shafino. I thought I, I think those are pretty good. You know, that's pretty good value for those picks, and I think those are two players that could 
um, can handle the ball, but also take a little bit of pressure off of LeBron, off of Anthony Davis, um, and provide some some release valve shooting uh, for that for that duo. So I think I think they did pretty good for themselves in this draft. Yeah, Dolan, did you have another big winner in this draft besides the three that we mentioned? Um, San Antonio. The timber. Did anybody say the Timberwolves for getting Leonard Miller in the second round? No, I should have. Because I, 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 I was going to say I, I know Alex's pretty hype. cool. I don't care enough about it. <laughs> I mean, I think the Blazers are a winner because they got scoot at three. So. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I think that's, that's but kind of by the winner. And maybe it'll maybe maybe being forced to take Scoot will force Dame to request a trade and this and that will be the best thing for everyone involved. Yeah, there was a report Please. that came out from I think it was Shams who was saying that um, Dame is like for the the most he's ever done it before is about to like seriously consider his future. And he's told them behind closed doors that he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. And he's going to give them a little bit to try and turn this into a contender. To me, it sounds like Dame is probably gone. And honestly, I mean, I've been saying it for a while. I think that is the best outcome for the Blazers, mm-hmm. especially when Scoot falls into your lap at three. Like, I feel like this is the basketball God saying to just blow this thing up and start from the beginning. Hopefully they actually take, they take the hint with Scoot going there at three to them, um, which I still can't believe he wasn't a top two pick in the draft. It's mind blowing to me. Did y'all see that video of the Hornets fans reacting to when he went um, or when Brandon Miller was taken at number two? There's this video of like the the Hornets mascot, like kind of I don't even know if it's I'm still not sure if this is actually from this moment because it's kind of hard for me to believe. Um, but I'm going to send it to the group chat so y'all can see it. But there was a couple of videos of Hornets fans, like, kind of losing their minds after it. And this one from the crowd, it's got, like, the Hornets mascot, like, bowing over in sadness. Oh, I don't know man. if it's actually reacting to the pick or not, but, yeah, man, it's maybe Bryce – or not Bryce. Um, Brandon Miller is going to have kind of that chip on his shoulder from the get-go with kind of the reaction, it seems like, across Twitter. And I think he's a really good player. I just, I really thought Scoot was kind of, it was like tier one was Wemby, tier two was Scoot. And then there were like a couple guys in that next tier. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, let's let, let's go look at the mock draft wars really quick. And it'll be very fast because I already kind of like kept track of it about like who got what right. Um, so, hey guys, hey. My, you my phone out. is almost dying, so I'm going to go ahead and bow out, okay? All right. Take it easy, Thunder Expert. Right, Thank bro. you for your service tonight. All right. Thunder up. See you, boss. Thunder, Thunder up. up. Um, so, no ceilings got uh, Victor Mignama right. We got Amon Thompson right. No ceilings got Jairus Walker. And they got Chris Murray to the Blazers. So, no, we, got we once again. again lost 3-1. to one. Oh, my God. <laughs> We blew another three one. <laughs> How do we uh, keep doing this? It's rough, man. It's rough. It's rough. I'm sorry. I'm peeking again. No, dude. Oh God, there it is. There it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we've talked all we can about Kaysom Wallace and Keontae Johnson. I just, I just don't have much to say about Keontae Johnson. I will say it seems like he's clutch. Uh, he had a game winning alley oop 
um, earlier in the year. And, of course, he hit that game-clinching shot against Kentucky in the tournament. So, you know, maybe he'll be get, hitting some game winners for the blue. Who knows? Um, but I, I do think that it is uh, – Dolan's itching to do this. Uh, he, he's he's previewed for us um, our reactions, our live reactions to the Josh Giddy pick a couple years ago. He's got them queued up here. So for your listening pressure, pleasure, here's our overreactions to Josh Giddy. Yeah, I just think it's important to keep it in context that if, even if you hate the picks today – even if you love the picks today, like we're no experts. Chat chats is probably a bigger expert than most people are on Case and Wallace. So I trust him. But even if you hate the pick, even if you love the pick, um, you could be wildly, wildly wrong, like some of these people were when Josh Giddy was drafted. So these first couple clips are leading up to the moment. Here we go. So it seems like it was just like a couple of months ago that we were on here and we, we ended up trading up for Poku. What oh, would God. be your Poku moment right now, Dylan? What, my Poku moment is going like, to piss me off if and rage? If, if we take Giddy? Oh, we take God. Wagner, that's all of our Poku moments right there. Oh, God. You, you I, I will chuck Wagner. my phone outside and run over it. <laughs> no, you won't. Don't do I, that. Hey, I'm due for an upgrade. Spoiler, you he would your phone outside and run over it. Uh, did I, that I did occur? Not do that. I, I don't think uh, it did. He welched too. Hollow threats. No honor. No honor. All right. No uh, honor. We're about to pick in this one. We are up next. We are up next. So, Book Night is next. Book it's night either night. Book Night or Kaminga. And honestly, man, yeah, I'm fine with either of those. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm, I, I would hype? not be giddy for for giddy. Maybe we have hype. I will not be giddy for giddy. I don't want giddy. I don't want giddy. Hey, Go ahead, Alex. I book. Okay, here's the moment of the pick. Oh, oh my God! Oklahoma City's picking Josh Giddy at six. Oh fuck me! Are you fucking serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> You gotta be freaking kidding me. We tanked for Josh. Why? We tanked for Josh Giddy. Why? (laughs) Tell me we are trading him to Memphis and we're getting 10. Zaire Williams. This this is no, dude. This is a nightmare scenario. (laughs) You've got no dude. no, dude. I love the inflection on that. Yeah, I, I, that's that's when you could tell I'm really upset. <laughs> Just, and, no, um, dude. Here's here's this last thing. This is something that. I think is just really good to keep in mind, and I could just probably repeat this verbatim, and it, it, it's probably you know this is a, a little bit unfair because I was not there live. Now I don't know how I would have reacted. I like to think I would have been a little more level-headed, but I had time to gather my <laughs> thoughts and come in after the fact as the voice of reason. But So this is what I said about Sam Presti and just run it back for this pick. If Presti likes somebody, he's going to go get him. Well, if Presti reached for a giddy, he obviously loves the guy. And if Presti – I mean, I don't know. What, we obviously don't know what deals were on the table to move up, but he didn't feel like the price was worth not drafting giddy. Obviously, so he's in love. So I'm in love. <laughs> so, Presty went and got his guy. 
Like he didn't have to throw in any, um, you know, extra draft compensation, which he could have. I'm sure he could have outbid um, Washington for pick seven. Mm-hmm. But he wanted Casey Wallace. He took on some bad salary to do it. He went and got his guy. Casey Wallace is Sam Presti's guy. So, like, uh, apologies to, you know, anybody on Twitter who's upset about drafting another guard, despite everything we've said about um, how the fit will be great. Um, apologies to that person, but this is Sam Presti's guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with his opinion. Feels feels like a good strategy. <laughs> yeah, I was on my uh, I was live streaming on YouTube when the pick happened, and initially it was like shocked, like whoa, we took Giddy because it didn't feel like we were probably gonna take him. Um, but I I think my reaction was there was shock in it, but. Dolan, I'd also like to think I would, if I was in the space, I would have been more level-headed. But we don't have a soundbite, so we'll never know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, very easy to say what you would have done when you wasn't in the yeah. action. So, also, you well, know, all we I, know for sure is what Dylan would have done. I, I just oh, no, no, dude. Yeah. Which is run his phone over. Which no, dude. <laughs> I just want to say, for context, I was, I was anchoring the spaces and you know i had to you know keep the conversation and the entertainment up you know to drive up the people so i might have acted out a little bit okay i'll own <laughs> up to that don't, I did, don't it, did he actually do that was or is it, do you think this is an excuse do you think he actually did that i don't know i don't know let's let's go to the tape yeah okay. let's check. no dude uh, uh, okay yeah. replay has reviewed Oh my god, that's tough. That's tough. I'm, yeah, I'm, sorry, man. Challenge I'm failed. rejected by myself. Challenge <laughs> unsuccessful. You lost it. Uh, it's okay. Maybe next year. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's late at this point. I'm very tired. I'm I'm very excited to have Case Wallace as a member on this on the Thunder team. I yeah. I, I'm I'm a little bummed that. Uh, well, no, I, I guess I guess Presty is going to talk to the press tonight, isn't he? I think so. Uh, he usually does, yeah. Even if it's like one o'clock in the morning. I think he does. Is it just me, or is this draft gone on longer than it usually does? I mean, I saw, I saw people posting like average times, and it was well over five minutes a pick. So I don't know. I guess they take time before they start the next team's clock. But yeah, it, it dragged. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like we was up at one o'clock in the morning last year. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, it, it definitely felt longer because we just did the first round, and when I ended the spaces, it was three hours and thirty minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, that was that was why. Oh, by the way, sorry, I've I've got to throw this in there before we end the podcast. So, yeah, we was at like pick twenty nine. It just happened, and. Um, we there was somebody who raised their hand to come in, so um, I, you know, I put them in. You know, I, I don't really screen anybody whenever they try to talk because you know we're we're all just trying to talk Thunder basketball. Otherwise, why are you there? So this guy gets in there and he's like, "Hey, can you hear me?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we hear you, all right, man. Can you hear us?" He's like, "Yeah, we're, I'm good." He's like, "Oh, how are you guys doing tonight?" I was like, uh, good, man. By yourself? I was like, yeah, yeah, we're doing good. Uh, so, so what are we talking about here? It's like, I mean, NBA draft, like, you know, live reaction to the draft is like, okay, you know, I, I, I saw, you know, there's there's a topic. Is there, a, I want to stay on topic. What what topic would that be? I was like, 
uh, you know, I mean, specifically like the Thunder's picks, but you know, we can talk about anything in the draft if you want to. He's like, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> I was just, just like, browsing spaces. I was at just random. Like, uh, <laughs> no. And I removed him and blocked him. <laughs> I just, I, I didn't know how to react, and that was I all mean, I could do. That's. That's certainly something you can ask. I mean, <laughs> he said, how do you go from, I'm, yeah, how do you go from, you know, I want to stay on topic, we're talking about the NBA draft, to asking <laughs> at Thunder Chats on Twitter their opinion of weapons of mass destruction in the Twitter space? Maybe he was setting up a joke. Maybe he was going to be said. like, uh, I don't know. I'm not really a fan. He's like, is Sam Presti's about to drop a nuke on the NBA? Uh, yeah. yeah. And it, it could have been the greatest like punchline of his life, and you cut him off halfway through. <laughs> Whatever, there, was, no, man. there was someone in my stream chat who just kept sending the letter A over and over again. Like they just, <laughs> they sent it about, they, about 12 times in a row. I was like, a some had one a some had two a's they were just like spamming it so i timed them out of the stream but eventually the timeout ran out and they joined back in and they did the same thing again just <laughs> a, 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 a and i timed them out and they never joined again i don't know what they were trying to do but it wasn't even like they were trying to spam necessarily because it was spamming but it wasn't like over and over and over again they did it like five times and then stopped and then like seven times and stopped like later on so i don't know if they were just testing how the chat worked but I don't know, man. NBA That's, draft brought out some people who were trying some new things. Yeah, and like, you know, the only reason like I I just removed him immediately and blocked him because like if if he's talking about this, like you know, I mean, it could just be a joke, or he could just start you know saying some really insensitive, off the wall stuff here, and I I don't want it to be in our spaces, so I just try to be proactive with it. You do <laughs> what you have to do. Ways. It could go a lot of ways, and few of them are good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I know some people were disappointed, and uh, but we had we had a great laugh about it as soon as I ended it. I think uh, Jerry and Alex were in there, and then uh, Yanni and Alex uh, from OK3 were also in there. But yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, thank you everybody that you know tuned into the spaces. Um, yeah, I, I definitely freaked out whenever we drafted Case and Wallace. I I I was and I needed it because I was in my feels whenever the Indiana Pacers so like traded up to seven and or not not I'm sorry the Wizards traded up to seven and selected Block Wobali because mm. you know I've, I've I've said it in the spaces I said in the pod like there was intel that you know if he was there at twelve and we didn't trade up we was gonna take Block Wobali but they gave the disclaimer. All it takes is one trade to throw a monkey wrench and all that. And, buddy, that was a big old freaking monkey wrench. That's all I got to say. So, I was in my feels a little bit because I went all day thinking we was going to have Blue Oak Blue Bali. And then it didn't happen. But then we got Casey Wallace, which was, you know, an equal scenario for me. It all worked out for you in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to say shout out to everybody who just blew up my mentions and my DMs as soon as we drafted Casey because. He was a Kentucky player. Brett Dawson, Dolan, slid in my DMs. Uh-huh. It was like, I bet you're excited. <laughs> That's great. The Warriors are getting picks number 57 from Washington and taking Trace Jackson Davis. 
Oh my god. Man, another steal late in the draft like Jordan Bell. Yeah. No, that's like a Draymond Green type player, dude. With yeah. like his playmaking. I don't know. Whoever the whoever the Warriors draft, but I, I think that's probably starting to wear off a little bit at this point. But there was a time where whoever they drafted mm-hmm. who fell, people were like, Oh my god, you can't I can't believe the Warriors got him, and then they all are just like out of the league. I guess so. we can give a quick reaction to the to the couple of trades that just happened, if you guys want to, while we're on here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. Know. Talking about the uh the Chris Paul Jordan Poole thing and the Porzingis oh, trade. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh I mean the Wizards made three trades in three days. That's kind of crazy. Two days, two days. I'm sorry. Three days and three trades in two days, like massive trades as well. So, you know, as you mentioned, like the the three team trade cone that we was talking about last night. Uh, I mean, KP goes to the Celtics, Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies, Tyus Jones to the Wizards. Um, and, you know, it's it's really weird because, you know, you know, obviously Chris Paul went to the Warriors and Jordan Poole went to the Wizards. So now the Wizards went from having Monte Morris and Bradley Bill to having Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole, which I don't know. It just feels weird to me. It feels like a weird fit. Yeah, I don't I don't think it matters. <laughs> I mean, I think they're just no, doing thing and getting whatever's left. Um they're probably going to flip Tyus into a first. They're probably just going to let Jordan Poole entertain their fans because they're not going to get anything for him. But I think they got a first in that trade. Um, so they're just trying to like stock the stock the cupboard of picks. I think I think that's the least interesting part. KP going to this. First off, I think Smart to the Grizzlies is a great pickup for them. He's going to be awesome for them. They need an adult in the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean he, he's perfect, and he's going to be like the good version of Dylan Brooks. He's going to be the natural successor to Tony Allen, you know, from mm-hmm. Oklahoma State University to Boston and then became like a defensive anchor for the Grizzlies. Oh, that's team. crazy. Um, yeah, so that's cool. I have nothing bad to say about that. And I think Boston basically trading smart for Kristaps Porzingis in two firsts is a cool move for them, too, because it raises their ceiling and also lowers their floor. So it's a risk that they're taking increase their variance to hopefully try to get over the hump. Um, so I appreciate that level of swing. And so, I, yeah, I think those two more or less contenders doing the moves they made is, is really the cool part. And I approve of both moves for those teams. Yeah, I think people are giving the Wizards a lot of hate for some of the moves that they made, not realizing kind of the situation that they were put in. And I mean, if you think about it, for Bradley Beal, it was just announced today that they got four first-round pick swaps with Phoenix, including and six second-round picks. Plus, because they got Chris Paul back, they got Jordan Poole, another first-round pick, and another second-round pick. So first-round pick, four pick swaps, seven second-round picks, and Jordan Poole, as well as Ryan Rollins. It was also just announced that Patrick Baldwin is apparently also going in that deal mm-hmm. to the Wizards. They got a haul back and, you know, the Porzingis trade didn't get them too much, but it was a player option. Like, I think the Wizards did a good job. I think Jordan Poole is completely, you know, no risk for them. Worst case, he doesn't bounce back to the way he was a year ago. And he's just a fun young player to have on your team for now. And maybe you don't resign him in a few seasons when that extension's up. Um, You've also got Tyus Jones there in the backcourt. He gets a chance to be a starting point guard. I think the Wizards did a good job of resetting. I think Porzingis is a perfect fit 
over there in Boston. I think they're going to be really good this season. They probably need to fill out the guard depth a little bit, which I thought they might do with Marcus Sasser, but then they traded that pick. So I was a bit confused by that. And they traded down like 18 times in this draft. Like I got so confused by the end who they were actually drafting. But yeah, I mean, I think the Wizards did a good job. I like what the Celtics got out of it. Marcus Smart's going to be great for the Grizzlies, like Dolan was saying. Um, I I don't remember if we ever talked about the Bradley Beal charter if I did on here. I don't love Bradley Beal as being the third star for that team. I feel like it's not the best fit. You know, it might end up working. And he's an upgrade for sure, but it's interesting. Uh, I do think Chris Paul is going to be pretty solid for Golden State. Give them another playmaker alongside Stefan. I'm presuming Draymond is back. They do still have some moves to make. They got to probably trade off some of their young guys to add more veteran pieces. But all around, I mean, it's been a really fun time in the NBA with all these trades going down. It seemed like there was going to be more action on draft night, but it didn't end up happening. Um, we did just get an alert that uh, Marquise Noel, who was part of Kansas State, has agreed to a two-way with the Raptors after going undrafted. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Dylan, I don't know if you saw, but Chris Livingston got drafted by the Bucks with the last pick. Mr. Relevant, baby. Draft, yep. Mr. Relevant at pick 58 because of tampering. Yep. So, yeah, but... I mean, that's the draft. It finished up while we were on here. And I mean, I I somewhat biasly think we're one of the biggest winners of it. I really like Casey Wallace, uh, Rockets, Jazz. There was another team I was thinking of that also had a good draft that I'm kind of blanking on. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun draft. And now we get to see what happens in the offseason. I did see one person complain about the Davis Bertans pickup saying that now we don't have cap space. <laughs> like we were ever going to sign a free agent to Oklahoma City. Like that's something that ever happens. So, yeah, man. And who knows? Maybe Bertans figures out how to shoot consistently again, and he's just a threat from the outside for the rest of the guys. Yeah, I was about to ask. Do you guys think Bertans plays? Yeah, he he can play 75% of his games without fully guaranteeing his contract next year. I think he'll play 74% of his of the games, <laughs> if I had to guess. We'll take that. I'll, I, and I hey, man, if he can if he it. can remember how to shoot, he's one of those weird guys that just forgot how to shoot randomly one year. If he gets back up to an elite shooting level, like he's in the guy that we could end up flipping for a first next next summer. I could totally see that happening. Seventy four percent of his games would be he could play sixty point six eight games. That's so probably take, all you want him to play, anyways. Take Sit him out the back to back six eight percent of the way through the sixty first game. Take him out. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take him out in like the first quarter, and then, then we're, we're just done. Um, yeah, no, that that would be interesting. I, I feel like you know he can almost play. He can play a little bit of like that Sarich Moose role in terms yeah. of like you know the backup big four spacer. He's less of a like you know five big and more of like a four big. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, all right, fellas. Well, hey, we've. Uh, I feel like we've covered the draft pretty thoroughly at this point. Uh, Case Mollis is a Thunder. Keontae Johnson is also a Thunder. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very excited about Case. And uh, Jerry's kind of out on Keontae. He's fine. But, um, you know, excited to see the next steps. Excited to hear what Sam Pressy has to say uh, in his post-draft presser. Um, you know, I, I really want to hear what he says about Case Mollis. Um, and then, you know, in the coming days, you know, the uni picks, uh, the summer league roster, but we got some exciting drops coming up with Casey Wallace. So, um, Casey's really good. You guys are gonna like him. 
Yeah, you absolutely should. And trust me, I'll be posting a lot of case and propaganda on the timeline over the yeah. coming days. <laughs> so, uh, and also, you know, if you guys have not seen um, yet, uh, me and Cone incidentally uh, both posted on the YKB app uh, case and Moss videos. So we did. We, you know, did we know? Who knows? We knew. I can <laughs> confirm. We knew. We knew. A few, so. a few days ago, I tweeted out a bunch of IMOGs, and people were like, oh, what could this mean? <laughs> D- did I know? No one will ever truly uh-huh. know. Dylan, did you know? No, no dude. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, but yeah, I knew. Okay. I see. <laughs> did appreciate Connor Dylan know? for being. Appreciate you being honest. He doesn't have a drop with my voice. He can't do it. Yeah, I don't have. I can't. Oh, we're just gonna have to take his word for it. Oh, yep. dang it. All Sorry, right. Dylan. You sly dog. Gotcha. All right. Well, there we go, boys. Well, that is uh, that's the NBA draft. It, it is over until next year. Um, summer league is just around the corner. Post draft interview for Presty uh, is next up, and we'll be bringing on some guests. I'm going to work on some returning guests from you know the draft space to kind of you know break down Case Wallace and Keontae Johnson. But I'm also going to try to get some Kentucky guys to maybe come on and talk about Case Wallace. I've got a few in mind that might be interested so uh we will we'll definitely cover that so uh be looking forward to that hope everybody has a great night god bless hooping you can um don't ask about weapons of mass destruction as always thunder, thunder up. up thunder up thank you for listening to the topic thunder podcast our podcast is available to subscribe on apple spotify stitcher and google play or anywhere else you listen to your podcast be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.